0: stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home home.
1: home. coming at you live from dnhq in beautiful south pasadena california happy friday morning this is the blue heaven podcast Oh, I hear myself. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy, he's he's part of the, the what'd you call it, But I don't know. I don't know his, that, but was, that's, that was not worth he, he had bad. a bad line early this morning. But that is Doug McCain, DMAC underscore LA. Doug, happy Friday, friend. Happy Friday, my man. Hey, brunch in blue heaven. What could be better
2: Hail to the victors, the Dodgers bludgeoning the Rockies, rocking the Rockies, beating fourteen 14-3 in the hail last night when their third straight series. I'm happy doing this. That East Coast viewers are probably tuning in big time right now. It's like big time.
1: I know. At 11, well, a little later, 11 a.m.-ish show. Let us know how you enjoy it. We will. I have to point out a couple of things. One, I need to point out that you're now home with Jim Beam and Dodgers Nation, so please do drink responsibly and enjoy uh, when you are able. It is earlier, but uh, this is probably going to be our last friday show uh we're gonna be switching to monday thursdays going forward starting in in uh in july so uh yeah sound off in the comments and make sure you guys are, are are ready for the change because our bodies are ready look at doug he is born ready i think so don't have to get Probably. ready if You stay ready, right? We got
2: some comments right here. We got BC must win series versus garbage team should sweep from BC. Bobby Miller on mound today. Yeah, a little Bobby bumped after a couple of Rocky starts looking for him to bounce back. We got Justin Lamas. Corey Seager is right, throw. He wants a full 162 game World Series played at a home stadium with full crowds. That's a little tease. We're going to touch yeah. on that in a little bit. Yeah, but On, on today's show, we got on that. We
1: got to talk about the Corey Seager drama. We got to talk about the Clayton Kershaw situation. He is yeah, I feel bad because I really laid it out there on the Monday show like the Kershaw's in- injury is coming coming. I didn't think it was going to come the very next day. So, I and I tried to undo the bad but I knew like you know I got that. I got that uh, sixth sense of when things are going to go bad for the Dodgers or even when they're going to go well. So we'll, we'll talk more about that and you know how the Dodgers can should handle it and, and move forward from there. Uh, plus a little bit of who's hot, who's not. We teased it on Monday. We didn't get around to it because it was a long show, but we got to talk about miguel vargas who got a triple just for you last night but uh yeah let's find a few more comments and then let's dig into uh dig into the show here um 209 is in the stream we got steven munoz will w says uh clint Mac. good dodger blue morning appreciate you will w by the way running the ones and sevens over there is dj producer cody so he's gonna keep an eye out for some killer chats and super chats as
3: always yeah, hey, what a super What's a How you doing, my guy? Hey, what's going on, guys? I like I like the early morning feel. You know, it gets yeah. the day started.
1: You know what? I mean.
3: Nothing like a Dodger Dodger. It is, it is, Friday. it does
1: feel nice in here right now. it's it's peaceful. Nobody is in here to distract me. Tranquility. Very, very tranquil here. So um uh, There's never know. a bad time to talk Dodger baseball Absolutely All not. baseball, really. <laughs> Michael Creo <laughs> says we should have swept the Rockies. Yeah, that they, they scored enough on uh Wednesday to win a game, but to, to be in a game uh that michael grove started that's that's still that's still pretty good that's still pretty impressive they they were right there they you know they had the the, the winning run uh 90 feet away uh or go ahead run tying run whatever they were there they were in the game and that's all you really want to ask for and and to have them survive coming out of colorado is huge because i hate i hate colorado
2: yeah no i mean anytime you lose nine to eight at Colorado, I mean, that definitely is a tough pill to swallow. You could have absolutely swept this Rockies team, one of the worst in Major League Baseball. But, yeah, they made that late run, scored two runs there in the eighth, and J.D. Martinez, he strikes out swinging in a key of bat, and then the next day he just says, hey, here's my revenge game, and he explodes offensively. So, yeah, you'll take two out of three. You never know what's going to happen in Colorado. And like you said, with the state of the rotation, state of the bullpen, with Michael Grove on the mound, you'll take it. But, yeah, that looked like one they were going to steal at the very end, but they just didn't
1: uh a couple more comments let's go let's see uh i don't know what this one's about it says roy Estrada says Mac Clint. i was about to call it missing persons go blue i don't know maybe it's because i did say we were going to go at 11 but uh, we had to set up some things doug showed up late because he's just like that he's on that doug time
3: he was doing a one-on-one with uh dustin may is this true there's some traffic it was some traffic
2: on the base path in on los the angeles coming here yeah i know
3: right no All i right. thought
2: maybe of july but we got i like this one we got uh <laughs> slash for real this show rules then we got c ross i know he's the captain on kirsch's catcher but he needs a phantom il to get his swing right so yeah, we'll talk about that too i like think it's a little austin barnes mentioned there
1: yeah l- let's dig into the uh the Corey seager situation well actually first let's talk all-star let's talk all-star uh, uh selections uh, just a little bit because uh well the voting is in dodgers have three starters is a three yeah we got Mookie you got JD and you got Mookie, Bet- or, uh, Mookie Betts friend Freddie Freeman so well represented there Will Smith snub or not snub I mean you can't say Sean Murphy is not having a good year and uh you know he's been healthy all year as were Will missed a couple of weeks with that uh concussion
2: Yeah, I think you start right there. Is it a snub? No, it's not a snub. A snub is because it's not a snub because it's a fan vote. The fans vote. The fans voted. Hey, me, I had an alarm set. I was voting five times a day when my wife's phone was there. I I take it. I I vote for him a couple of days. I see random people on the street. I ask if I can see their phone for a second. I vote there. So (laughs) I was voting as much as I possibly could. But you can't call it a snub because it's a fan vote. They wanted Sean Murphy also to... To me, it's if JT Realmuto was starting over Will Smith, <coughs> then I'd be pounding my fist. I'd be screaming right now. But the fact that Sean Murphy, who's also put together a very quality season, if I told you these two players, Clint, without telling you their names, who would you have as the starter? Sean Murphy, a 150 weight runs created plus, 14 doubles. Oh, I actually did tell you the player right there. You kind of okay. told me the player. Sorry, bit. I meant player B, but hey, why not? So if you look at it, it's razor thin. Smith, a 149 weight runs created plus, so 49% above league average. Murphy, 50, 50% above league average. Smith, 70 doubles murphy 14 doubles smith 12 home runs murphy 13 bombs if you look at f4 murphy has him by a smidgen defensively probably they just got a little right. bit better but they got it right but they got it right here's my concern though my concern is that you get jd martinez a little bit of an unexpected all-star heading into this season absolutely deserves that spot we're going to talk about him in a second here you knew freddie freeman was going to be a lock you knew mookie Betts. he was going to be a lock he's on pace for 30 doubles 40 home runs putting together another elite season in dodger blue But now you got nine players remaining for the players to vote for. And then you got six players that the front office can vote for, too. And that, to me, is a little scary. Because when the league office has to pick those players, you have to have one player represented for each team. I think that's why the All-Star game is the most flawed All-Star game in any sport. Because you need a player from the A's. Okay? You don't need that. To me we should fix this all-star game. I think what they should do, don't bring up a problem unless you have a solution. My solution is you have a blue ribbon committee headlined by me and Clint Pasillas. (laughs) Throw some guys from Fangraphs. Throw some guys from Baseball Savant, Throw some former players in there, former all-star players, some coaches, some managers. And then you formulate the all-star game. You formulate the all-star team. And then you see who gets to start. But to me, I think it's a deeply flawed system. And I'm concerned with the reputation of a JT Romuto. Sometimes it takes a couple years to change the perception Absolutely. my big fear is that real muto who's not having a great season not even a bad season but smith has been superior but what if he gets in over will smith that to me would be
1: an absolute snow. that to me would be ridiculous on all levels i think at this point will is going to get in the 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 voy uh dodger uh dave dave roberts sorry words bad this morning it's so early <laughs> Dave Roberts has been very vocal, but a lot of people have been very vocal about the fact that this is Will Smith's year. This is the year he needs to be an all-star. Evan Phillips talking about a couple a couple weeks ago with, uh, with our friends over at Foul Territory um, saying that, that like yeah, you know what, whatever. I wasn't an all-star last year, but it was an absolute travesty that Will Smith was not an all-star last year. Um, on the other hand, we've been saying that about Julio the last couple of years. He should have been an all-star in 21. He should have been an all-star in 22. And you do have that problem with with um, you need to have representation on on uh, from each team. So my solution is, we go we go old school. We get every single player and we line up, yeah, and then and I then like you have that. two managers and you pick that guy and you pick that guy and the fat kid uh, kid gets picked last.
2: <laughs> hey, I don't know about that. I mean, hey, and, and it's an all star game. Bobby, Just have fun. David Why does it be, need look. to be
1: like the same? Let them have twelve players on the field have four outfielders have you know an extra infielder up the middle like have some fun with it yeah offense is more uh, exciting it's more fun but make it exciting make it fun and and make it something different than just hey we're going to play the same game for no real reason look I agree with you and I think the
2: one time they went with a drastic change they were dramatic with it you know what happened Bud Selig he ends up going for a ridiculous idea where the winner of the all-star game got home field advantage that was a monstrosity that was a terrible terrible idea but also too I think that when you look at these players, it makes sense. It makes sense for them to want to be an all-star because it you see it in the value. see it in their contracts. Teams, they want to assign Shee. players that they can say to their season ticket holders, hey, he's a one-time all-star. He's a two-time all-star. It impacts their contract. So, yeah, I think when you look at Will Smith, he absolutely has to be an all-star. If he is not an all-star, I will not watch baseball again in my life for one day, and then I'll be back. But I will be furious. And, yeah, I think uh, if you want to talk but about it. I was,
1: was going to say that, that Bud Selig move. Really makes me want to take a nap, or at least just just hide, shield myself from the world, and I'm going to do that with my manta sleep mask because uh, having home field advantage in the World Series determined by the outcome of a useless game in the middle of September uh, of, uh, middle of the summer, stupid as hell. So I'm going to sleep that one off here in But Manta Sleep, they make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories.
2: Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out mantasleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere anytime. Get your Manta Mask today. Use the code DN 2023. So message to MLB Players, I know you watch this show. Do not sleep on Will Smith. He's been (laughs) the best catcher in Major League Baseball as far as overall offensive production since he made his big league debut against the Mets on May 28, 2019. when i dubbed him the clutch prince after that hit he had against the phillies that home run so yeah he absolutely deserves to be there can't say that enough but how about freddie freeman gotta mention him for a second freddie franchise we talk about the great contracts that andrew freeman has signed this might be right at the top that
1: I, in my opinion this is the best free agent deal that freeman has done best free agent deal the dodgers have done in possibly all time we're talking free agent deals this could be right up there as as the best who 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 do you put above him as a free agent deal and no we're not talking about them re-signing clayton kershaw uh when he opted out like being fair being real bringing it a player from another team yeah we'll see i mean i mean kevin brown sells over
2: 24 war i mean people don't even realize it. they made him the first 100 million dollar yeah, man. yeah that, i think
1: that Freddie freeman
2: that's here's a illegal name
1: and amongst uh dodger fans man dodger fans that don't know the
2: facts i mean come on now if you kevin don't know brown, the facts if you don't know the if facts, you know the facts, know the facts then you gotta thank you uh, there you go uh but yeah no i think freddie freeman he's on pace to be we're in year two of a six-year deal but through two years almost through two well, a year and a half he has been an elite player he's been a top five to ten player offensively at 27 million dollars a year there's no question about it. he's actually the third dodgers first baseman to be in the all-star game you got gil hodges they haven't had a starter and first base at the all-star game since steve garvey in 1981 so that's great to nuts. see freddie franchise fredericks of
1: hollywood get it done that's absolutely nuts um that that could be a great segue I could very much use that as a great segue into the Corey Seager conversation because Freddie was uh, the perfect replacement in the lineup batting second for the Dodgers uh, taking over that spot that Corey Seager has had but I don't want to talk about Corey yet I do want to point out the first ever Dodgers designated hitter representing uh, the team in the all-star game JD Martinez in this the illustrious here uh, uh, um uh, whatever of this uh this franchise history of this franchise yeah I, I barely getting the dh
2: i can't believe it i can't believe it. I mean, this is a franchise that's been around since 1883 they've never had a dh in the all-star game crazy me, that is absurd <laughs> of course jd martinez more than deserving we're going to talk <coughs> about him a little bit in our who's cold who's hot segment but yeah jd martinez he's been everything the dodgers could have hoped that he would be and then some and i also want to say special shout out to mookie betts and robert van skoyak without those two There's no way that JD Martinez signs a one year, $10 million deal with this team. Of course, you got the Boris background, too, but he's a guy who's got his career back on track. He set himself up for another nice payday. And I think that he's been absolutely fantastic. You saw that on display last night. And, man, that guy owns Coors Field. It is J.D. Martinez's field in Colorado. He was an
1: absolute monster. He picked up, like, 14 points in his average or something like that, going seven for 14 or or whatever it was. Just dingers. Just dingers. We love them. Uh, Let's get into a few of the comments here. Raz 951 says, Mookie announced for Home Run Derby. Of course, yeah, we didn't really talk too much about Mookie, but deservingly so. You know, he has 20 bombs this year. He was going to be always going to be one of the guys voted in he's one of the most most popular players in the game of course he's going to get voted in to the all-star game and also going to hit in the home run derby yeah mr clad
2: i actually want to get your thoughts on that too because i see people out there they're upset with mookie Betts saying if he's going to do the home run derby this year why didn't he do it last year when it was at dodger stadium well i'll tell you Things can change in one year. And his yeah. wife, Brianna, told him that that's one of the last things he hasn't done. This year, 20 home runs, that's seventh. He's a guy who's on pace at 40 home runs. And this time last year, he didn't know if he was a 35 home run guy, yeah. right? I mean, the home run thing, as far as him going up there, being aggressive, a guy that's leaving the yard. And also, too, he has made a commitment to himself to make baseball cool again, right? To try to be a guy that can be one of the phases of the league with his podcast. I think it makes total sense. I will say T-Mobile Park, not the best park for home runs for righties, just as Adrian Beltray, right I mean some of these guys haven't has much success but I think it's kind of absurd to say oh he should have done it last year but he's doing it this year I see people out there saying that he is gonna have Clay McCullough throwing to him which I think is really cool had some really nice things to say about Clay McCullough I thought that was nice yeah. I see people out there saying oh he should have Alex Vesia throw him the ball Bruh. because that would help him hit home runs <laughs> i think that's come on th- don't mess with Vesia. no mess you with alex Vesia like that come on now
1: but yeah, yeah.
2: He, 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 i don't think he can get called up again for question for you anyway. clint does he make it out of the first round
1: first round oh man i i you know what gut instinct says yeah but i also lived through the yasiel puig he stopped choy matt Kemp playing uh hitting in the uh, not trying to hit in the home run derby and it f- failing pretty bad so um but I think he gets out of the first round. Yeah. I think we'll be I think we'll be pleasantly surprised. I mean Mooks Mook's got some he's got some pop, man. Yeah. You know, one of the things I'm also excited about, and then let's get the hell out, out of this topic Oh, 39 home runs for
2: Jock. I think that for Mookie, I think he's more of a he's oh, Yeah. A, Jock, I mean Jock. like
1: right now? No. No Jock, 39 <laughs>
2: home runs in the first round. I don't think he's gonna do anything like that. I think he definitely wants to make it out of that first round. But I do think, though, he's more of a, you know, in basketball, you have an in-game dunker versus a dunk contest dunker, right? Sean Kemp, guys like that, more in-game dunkers. LeBron James, I think he's more of an in-game home run hitter than a guy that's going to go out there and hit dingers consecutively. But I still think that he has a lot of pride. He's going to make it out of that first round. And, hey, who knows? He can be be a sneaky pick to win it all.
1: And one thing I'm really excited about is uh, this happening at T-Mobile Park safe Cofield field is the the cameras are insane there it's a beautiful park to to uh to watch a game be played at on tv like it, that that's gonna be fun because it got that little string uh camera that you know zips around so that's cool that'll be fun that'll be useful for the uh the what is this 108th all-star whatever 93rd or four whatever it's gonna be good for the all-star game and uh thankfully you know we got we got our boy joe davis on the call for that so that'll be fun but Well, another guy that's going to be at that all-star game, old friend, Corey Seager. And um, there's a situation brewing with Corey Seager that has some fans, some fans, not uh, very excited. Uh, As I said, he said the quiet part out loud, allegedly. Okay, so the, the report is a teammate said that Corey feels he wants to win a real, this part was highlighted, real World Series and he wants to do it over and over again. Um, Smoke, what do you think? Well, the first thing I would say
2: is that it is from Fox, so it does lead some cre- it led some cre- credence to the that's whole really idea. Good that good point. It definitely... It's not like it's some random website. I mean, it's a Fox article, so you have to believe there is some truth to him saying that... Yeah, Fox never lies. <laughs> like I mean, Fox, yeah, exactly. I mean, Fox, you know. That's a different avenue. Truth Fox, put in it reporting. It like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I will say... <laughs> that if there's any truth to it, I think it's pretty much him being a backstabber to the guys that he was playing alongside, the guys in that group chat that went out there and won the Dodgers' first world championship since 1988. But I don't fully believe it. I do believe it. I refuse to believe that Corey said any of this. I don't think that a guy who, like, let's say Corey Seager was on that team, right? Yeah. And he was a role player, a guy who was a part of it but wasn't one of the stars, then maybe he says that, maybe he hints at that. But this is a guy that won the NLCS MVP, a World Series MVP, Why would he want to discredit his own achievements? That's like a guy who won the Academy Award and said, oh, the rest of the people that were nominated were trash that year, right? It doesn't mean that much. No, (laughs) you want to build your accomplishments up. Now, do I think that he wants to win a World Series with the Texas Rangers? Absolutely. There's a lot of pressure with that $325 million contract. We know that he's still a young guy. We also know with the new restriction on the shift, he's benefiting from that more than any player in the league right now. He's absolutely raking this year. 179 weighted runs created plus. That's third. 345 Man. with 10 home runs defensively in the 22nd percentile and outs above average but that's never
1: been his calling card but
2: i just don't believe he said this i don't believe he said i think it was taken out of context
1: yeah yeah the way the way it was laid out it was absolutely laid out uh, or, or put together by this writer um in a way to create this to have everybody talking about it because you know this is going around on radio right now this is going around on tv somewhere it will be a talking point um and Corey, who hates talking to media this is gonna be another reason why he will never want to talk to media unless he's absolutely forced to uh because dumb crap like this happens but yeah i don't think i think the the, the quote teammate added some sort of inflection because you didn't win the world series that year so that makes it less legitimate or whatever which yeah people have mixed feelings on the 2020 world series championship everybody had the same opportunity to win that world series so it is a fully legitimate championship because you go back 50 60 70 years there wasn't a National League Division Series. There wasn't a League Championship Series. You didn't play 162 games. Years change, seasons change. Something different happens uh, as baseball, as a sport, evolves, and whoever wins it at the end of the year wins that version of the World Series. Now, I will give less less credit, uh, less legitimacy to the awards given out that year. Cy Young MVP, 60-game season. I don't care about your regular season awards. Yeah, you know what? Hey, Freddie Freeman won that that year's MVP. I'm sure he has mixed feelings about winning it. He won it. It's on his ledger. There were no All Stars that year. That hurts some people. World Series, legit. And I I just wanted to complain about the um, the regular season's awards uh, for a while. So I decided I'm going to take the opportunity right now and be like those those are Mickey Mouse. Interesting. I mean, I
2: think when you look at those co- accomplishments, talking about Trevor Bauer as well. Of course, he <gasps> was a shortened season, also was highly inflated with the sticky stuff. And there's no question yeah. about that. Talking about yeah, spin he, rates, he
1: parlayed that into some big money in LA.
2: Exactly. He really admitted it to the mo- for the most part. As he was definitely a, that was a part of his plan. But as far as the season as a whole goes, you look at that 2020 season. I still think it is legitimate. You still consider it a World Series trophy. You still consider it a win. You don't de- legitimize it or take it away. But I will say that if you're a player out there, you're probably saying to yourself, okay, you look at that 37% of the season, that's a Dodger team that had a 43-17 and regular season record, that would have put them on pace to win 116 games. So with that, would you have had some regression? You probably would have. If you look at why the Dodgers didn't win in 2021 and 2022, well, one of the reasons was It was a longer season, and some of their players ran out of gas. Max Scherzer's arm passed away. Julio Rios, he ran out of gas. You saw in 2022, dealing with injuries. Walker Buehler wasn't the same. So anytime you have a marathon of a season, you are going to face attrition. And in 2020, the Dodgers, they were the deepest team. I think that helped them in the – nlcs when you were down 3-1 and you have consecutive games that depth definitely helps you but also think too that the dodgers they were hurt by covid as much as anyone in the fact that they could have gone down as an all-time team it's not like they wanted to have a shortened season they would have preferred a 162 game season where they could have proven themselves in the postseason but also think too it's unique in the fact that from an adrenaline standpoint you had to go up for every single game with cardboard cutouts in the stands right (laughs) and then two you had to play an extra round against that brewers team and for me the biggest kicker to me my trump card against any padres fan out there that was having a parade after a wild card series birth that absolutely would still be celebrating this had they won this year is that if you look at the teams they played were those the best teams in major league baseball that year were the braves the best team in the national league absolutely you can make that case right where the Tampa Bay rays a deserving team to be in the world series absolutely you can say that so it's not like they went out there and they beat the marlins right and the pirates yeah. and the oakland a's or teams where you're saying oh this is absolutely fluky no they still beat the best teams on their way to a world series you still had full series as far as the five game division round the seven game cs and the seven game world series and the dodgers went out there and went having said that though when you win a World Series, when I look back at like, that 1988 World Series, which obviously was a long time ago, but when I look at the highlights, I think of Tommy Lasorda saying, oh, yeah, right? You think of the parade. You think when of I the think parade. of the Lakers in Shuggins, can you dig it? Part of the championship experience is the parade. It's seeing Clay and Kershaw probably crushing beers. It's seeing guys oh. with their shirt off going nuts, throwing he beer really on fans. Part, can yeah. you imagine? Can you imagine, <laughs> pause? Can you imagine what a championship would be like for the Dodgers uh, in this yeah. era? That is, to me why you want that and you want to win a world series at home the dodgers yeah. they haven't won a world series at home since 1963 so i'm still hungry for more but i just don't think that when i first said that clint when i said that when it said that one of his teammates said that i i thought i was like wait did i black out did alex verduga get traded to the rangers or something <laughs> and he called it a 60 gamer but i just don't believe you said that
1: no i, I think i think uh, again i think it's it's um creative reporting with something a teammate said in passing That uh, who wasn't on the team. I don't think Corey Seager feels that way at all. Like you already said, you laid out earlier, man. And and, and guys, do chime in in the comments. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. Re- I want to read some of these comments yeah, for sure. Uh, and and you know, Cody, if you see any good ones in there, uh let us know. um Let him know. He, Corey made. Not nah, he didn't make his career. He didn't make his name. But he became kind of a quiet superstar in that 2020 postseason. Like you already said. Uh, you know, LCS MVP, World Series MVP. Uh, what do you hit? Nine bombs, eight bombs, something like that. Like, he went off. He went into God mode in, in postseason, as you have said in many a video in the past. While you guys are here, by the way, subscribe, youtube.com slash TV, Hit the bell. Leave a like. Leave a comment on all our videos. It helps us out a whole bunch. Uh, get us to the moon, as uh, some people say on the internet. But that postseason made... Corey Seager he was already one of the best but that put him on the map where a team might consider giving him 325 million dollars
2: exactly I mean it did so much for him in the Dodgers heading into the next season they offered him a deal that was a little over 250 million when he Before he signed with the Rangers, they got close to 300 million. So, a lot of that had to do with the fact that, hey, you're a guy who went into that postseason having a reputation as a bad postseason player, as a guy that hit around 200 and you couldn't count on yeah. in big spots. He totally flips the script on the narrative. He totally becomes that guy that has that on his mantle, those two MVP trophies. But I just don't think this because I think the camaraderie of that group, too. That was a team that you didn't have all the hired guns, right? You definitely made the trade for Mookie Betts to extend it before the season. But that core, Jock Peterson, Cody Bellinger, Clayton Kershaw, all those guys, Walker Buehler, Will Smith, those are guys that had a lot of mutual respect for each other. If it had been a situation where, let's say, Corey Seager was a Manny Machado, right, he's a midseason trade to the Dodgers, and they go on to win the World Series, and you don't have that link, maybe he goes out there and says it, but Corey's a nice guy, a good a good wholesome dude i don't think he said this but if he did let's say they got the press conference says yeah i did say that it was a mickey Um,
1: mouse ring he's not gonna say it but yeah i don't think again i don't think he said it i think there there's an inflection there was there's just too many moving pieces on this and i'm interested to see if Corey addresses in some way which he might he might at some point but 2020 world series champion Championship much more legitimate than the 2017 World Series championship. And uh, you guys can take and run with that. What you got for me, Cody?
3: We have some comments here. (coughs) Justin Lamas. I'm going to actually make this the Hornitos Hornitos. comment of the show because this is super heady because he says, he actually disagrees with you guys because he says, we're only mad at Seager because he's right. L.A. can't win a World Series unless it is a 60 game and in a bubble. 1988 was a long time time ago and then will w said world series is a tournament 2020 dodgers won that tournament that makes it legitimate
2: look if you think it's a mickey mouse trophy you're just goofy that's what i always say and i think the diamonds still shine bright the world series trophy is still the world series trophy so you can't take that away But I will say it'd be interesting to see. Let's say the Padres had won a 60-game World Series. with Dodger fans be out there saying it's a Mickey Mouse ring? You bet your ass they would. Oh, hell yeah. You 100% bet your ass they would. So that's just the reality. But like I said, it's fine. But, hey, we are not satisfied. This organization isn't satisfied. You want more titles. And I think that what truly – let me make this crystal clear – you win a 162 game world series that is proof of concept with what the dodgers have done i think that that continues to drive this organization I almost look at it as a chip on their shoulder moving forward had they won that in a normal regular season maybe you're saying maybe we don't make a trade this year maybe we do punt on this season but they still want to win just look at the padres look at the mets those are the big spenders they've also yeah. had the biggest collapses the biggest bust this season so sustainable winning is definitely the way to go in major league baseball and occasionally you need to go all in though
1: yeah the proof of concept thing i i would agree but i, I I'm gonna take the road of disagreeing now because that team is gone, like everybody who's left Kershaw really like Bueller uh Julio, like most of the the heart and soul of that team they're gone, that window closed to prove that proof of concept, so now it's it's a new one it's like hey we we could still do it, we can still go out there with very different pieces and put together uh, a championship uh, caliber club provided they get one or two more arms somewhere along the way um, real quick before we get out of here because uh, I did slam as usual we as we always should whenever we get a chance it did slam the 2017 World Series Championship I want to get your thoughts real quick about the whole Alex Cora you know crying and saying sorry for f for and them in the a uh, to, to JT to, to kenley apparently two years later to Kike hernandez because he's just chilling there for however many years on his uh, boston red sox deal and then he finally gets it but uh what are your thoughts on on that whole situation hey man alex Cora is an absolute scumbag i think he's really
2: one of the ringleaders <laughs> of that group him, and, him and carlos beltron there's no question about it that i think it's not too late it is not too late for Rob Manfred to go back and take away that World Series title. He's already said recently, he said in an interview with Time Magazine that he didn't like how he handled it as far as giving those players immunity. I see you go back there, you take away that title. It is Fugazi. It isn't real. The Dodgers were absolutely cheated. and I think that would absolutely take away any sting that any Dodger fans would have about the legitimacy of that 2020 title. This is an organization that should have won multiple titles in this run and I think that the Dodgers have been cheated. I think Alex Cora, he shouldn't work in baseball. He should not be working baseball. I mean, this is a guy who is a serial manipulator not on just like two different teams I mean perpetually getting he's looking right now he's looking for that next way to cheat I guarantee you he's looking for that next way to cheat at yeah, the iPad store at the Apple watch store you ain't, cheating, you ain't trying exactly so yeah I mean I think it's a bunch of baloney and his team really isn't
1: having any success so I mean yeah Cora Hinch these are a couple of dudes who should not be in baseball what you got for me Cody I saw some excitement
3: we have a super
1: chat oh <laughs> You know, we got to start doing that just to make sure that uh, we we hopefully find it in time because we don't get to hear the music in our ears. We got to probably fix that, but yeah. it is what it is.
3: What do you got? Cry- craze? Craze 951 says it took us more games to win that piece of metal. I don't know who he's oh, talking about. See, uh, so
1: in 2020... It was uh, instead of the usual you have to win 11 games oh, win 13 okay. I because there was the forced wild card, which you know eventually now has led to this sort of new uh, newfangled postseason gotcha. style the Dodgers have. But yeah, there's another reason why that makes it even uh, more legitimate and harder to have won that 2020 World Series. Is yeah, you had to win more games against the best teams in baseball. So for sure. Let's move on. One uh, one player the Dodgers will need to win a World Series uh, in 2023, or if they plan on winning a World Series in 2023, and that is uh, Clayton Edward Kershaw, who shoulder started barking. Who's, who's t- s- shoulder started barking on him uh, in his start in Colorado uh, on Tuesday? So one send Colorado to the sun because something bad always happens in Colorado. Somebody gets hurt or Kershaw gives up, uh, 17 runs in a game or apparently gives up his shoulder a little bit. He doesn't seem worried about it. The team doesn't seem too worried about it, but this team is very notorious for gatekeeping its injuries and, and just, uh, they, 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 I guess we'll say they hold things close to the vest, but, um, two, it's my fault, again, because uh, on Monday's show, I did say I'm, I'm waiting for the, the Clayton Kershaw injury. It's going to happen, and uh, so I apologize to that. I, I didn't think my demonry would work in this situation, but what are your thoughts on the Kershaw situation, and how do you think the team should handle this right now? Because a couple games before the All-Star break, what do they do? My thoughts are protect Clayton Kershaw at all costs.
2: This is a guy, if you look at the innings he's pitched this year, 95 95- in the third innings. That is by far the most for the Dodgers. The second most is Tony Gonsolin at 57 in the third. He's made 16 starts. Okay, he's on pace for 30 starts in over 190 innings. I mean, what we see from Clayton Kershaw in the last few years, he hasn't gotten anywhere close to that. Hasn't pitched more than 22 games since 2019. Hasn't pitched over 200 innings since 2015. That was elite Goat shaw era, right? That's Cy Young era, MVP era. So I think you have to save Kershaw from himself. I think he said, of course, that the shoulder was, quote, Cranky. He said the shoulder was cranky. He had some inflammation. Really, my number one concern is the fact that, yeah, we thought that he was going to head to the IL at some point, but it was going to be the back. This time it's the shoulder. He has some inflammation. Anytime it's the arm, that to me is a big cause for concern. I do trust him knowing his body. And look, if you look at him, he's going to pick up a ball for the first time in Kansas City. And then you make your next start against the Pirates. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe next week on Thursday, you give him eight days rest. And then he pitches in that series. Or you throw him one more time in this series at home against Anaheim. But I also think, too, maybe you're like saving this, this IL stint for a possible announcement on the all-star game maybe you want to save him from that and just allow that to be announced first but i don't like it i'm definitely concerned i think they should shut him down
1: yeah i think that's a really good point i think they're trying to to play because the what the reserves are announced on sunday is that what it is so that makes sense they're they're trying to play it as if he is going to uh pitch on monday don't let that happen just let this is the perfect time for him to get a a barky shoulder because he can take a few weeks off. It does not matter uh, for him to start any of these last two games before the All-Star game. He doesn't need to pitch in the All-Star game. He was never going to start the All-Star game because I don't think they were going to give it to him two years in a row either way. um, Yeah, not not shut him down. Just let him get healthy. Let him get right. Right now doesn't matter. uh, September and October matter. Uh, So I'm, I'm all aboard with that.
2: But how concerned are you just in general about where the injury is? Cuz to me, when I heard this shoulder, that's where definitely some red flag.
1: I I, uh, I one of the things that kind of uh, uh, I guess I'll say, you know, quelled my concern was he said I've had this before. Yeah. You know, I've I've had these shoulder things in the past. And of course he has. He is a major league pitcher. Uh, the your, my shoulder hurts just thinking about throwing right now. I'm pretty sure I got to get something checked out in there, but um He's done it. it. It seems like they have a routine where it di- you know give him the cortisone, let the inflammation die down. He's fine. Yeah, you know, I think he'll be fine. I'm not overly concerned. I, I'd I'd put it at a a four. Out of four, yeah, four out of four out of ten for me.
2: But for me, I just want to get ahead of this. I mean, I do not want to be driving Clayton Kershaw with the check engine light on, right? I mean, you can do that, yes, it'll get you around, <laughs> but you're at a really risk like of breaking that. down at any moment. I, I mean, really like it's that. dangerous, you could cause irreversible damage. It could be the difference between fixing a leaky gasket versus having to replace the whole engine. And if Clayton Kershaw were to suffer a, a serious injury here, a serious injury, this could not only be the end of his season, it could be the end of his career. So I think you always yeah. proceed with caution when it comes to Clay and Kershaw. And I think though one of the silver linings is you got Hulu Arias coming back, and he can yeah. stabilize the rotation. Well, other than that, I mean, you got Gonson, you got Sheehan, you got Michael Grove, you got Bobby Miller. I mean, not a lot of experienced starters for a team with World Series aspirations. And I think 100%, this continues to scream at Andrew Freeman: You gotta go make a trade if you're serious yeah. about the 2023 Dodgers. You have to hit the market. And I have a new, I have a new name. That I am talking myself into. Okay. It's not as ridiculous as some people might think it is. So I think the Dodgers should, if they make him available... If he's willing to waive his no trade clause, Max Scherzer does make some sense. <laughs> Max Scherzer does make some sense. And let me tell you why. So, Clinton, he signed that three-year, this $130 guy. million dollar deal, has a no trade clause, has said that there's been rumors that he's opening to waiving yeah, that, that no trade clause. And here's the thing: he has an ap- he has an opt-out after this season. He has an opt-out after this season, and we know that the Dodgers they offered him two years, $72 million. He ends up signing for three years $130 million. Well, if you get him for the rest of this season, you're looking at paying him around a little over $14.5 million. You're going to owe him $60 million around that if he opts into that final year of his deal. If you look at the last three starts for Scherzer, he's been pretty fantastic. A 225 ERA, a 288 XFIP, a 31.3 strikeout rate. This is a guy that is pretty much better than more most number two or number three stars in the
1: league right now. I don't think it's that insane. It's not insane at all. It's It's the right call uh it's a veteran it's a guy who's been there you got the veteran presence you got the leadership you got uh the been there done that you've got the dog you've got the grind you got somebody that some of these these young right handers can learn from as well like having him sit there you know in the clubhouse next to bobby miller and emmett sheehan and whoever else comes up next i love it I, if you this is you know what did you say to uh what have you said for months leading into the season who do you rooting for you rooting for the dodgers to win and whoever the white Sox are, are are playing you want them to win now you really want whoever the mets are playing to win because th- there's every reason in the world uh for them to set up for a fire sale exactly that's going to be the world's
2: most
0: expensive they kind of
1: started in a way with the eduardo uh, escobar trade Precisely,
2: and that's going to be one of the most expensive garage sales in the history of the world. When Stephen Cohen decides to do that, and here's a couple of things too. If you're going to trade Max Scherzer for a lot of teams, the only way you can make that deal is if the Mets are willing to pay down some of that money, uh, that was right? The thing I was and they can buy their prospects. So that's how good the Dodgers are. They don't. They can sell their prospects, but also too, they have the financial resource and muscle to absorb that. So maybe for the Dodgers, and you say, hey. We'll take on that money. We don't have to give up our prospects. They're one of the few organizations that has not only... The muscle financially, but also has the prospect capital that say, "Hey, what do you want? We got the prospects and we have the money. You take your pick." But also, when you look at Max Scherzer too, I mean, look, the reality is he's better than most teams' number two and number three starters. There's a very limited amount of starters that could be available, and a lot of them they're not game changers. I mean, really, Marcus Stroman is he going to move the needle for you in the postseason? I the answer is no. He's definitely heading for some serious regression to the mean. He, yeah. 250 <laughs> Babbitt, that's not a guy I would trust in game ones, two or three, especially over some of the guys that the Dodgers already have. If they're healthy. Lucas Giolito, not elite in a lot of categories. I would love to have him if you package him with a Middleton, you're a Graveman, or a Hendricks if he's healthy, and some other guys, but I wouldn't like him as the headliner of the trade that would really be the last piece of the puzzle for the Dodgers. Definitely has pitched really well lately, but still, he's not a guy that you say, okay, he can get it done in the postseason, but Max Serzer is a guy that we saw before he went down. He was elite for the Dodgers. He was fantastic.
1: As I say, a couple concerns. Like, Yeah, he did break down uh, in 2021, but he, you know, he broke down because they had to ride him. They had nobody else. Clayton Kershaw was hurt; the elbow kind of gave on him a little bit. So as you as you get better, you know, they didn't have the crop of pitchers now that they are or then that they have now. There was no Dustin May. You couldn't really rely on on the oft injured Tony Gonson at that time. Now they're in a better spot to to protect a very old uh, uh, Max Scherzer. So it's a move that makes, uh, yeah, makes a lot of sense. The other concern I have though, is he's not going to get more money on the open market. So, or do you end up stuck with him in, in 2024 when they realistically now now at that point, you know, you're filling up the rotation because you got a lot of young arms that need spots in the rotation. Um, you don't know if Kershaw's coming back. Uh, if you win a world series Kershaw's going out for sure. He's going out on his own on his own accord and that's fine. Let him go out a champion. But if not, if they don't win, then you made this move and now you got a, a 43 million dollar player. You don't know how much money uh, the Mets are going to pay down. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of moving pieces to it and that that concerns me a little bit. But if you can trade for him and guarantee yourself a 2023 chip um in exchange for the 43 million uh, you're stuck with scherzer as a 40 year old in 2024 i take that deal i take that deal but of course we don't have the uh, the benefit of that kind of uh, foresight
2: yeah no to respond to your points first thing if you look at like i said he's owed 14.2 million dollars this year if you trade him around august 1st around the deadline then you have the 43.3 million dollars next season but also too i mean what if he is lights out what if he absolutely is just fantastic with the Dodgers and he has a great postseason I mean could there be three-year 70 million dollar deals out for out there for him if you were able to opt out not that many pitchers out there on the open market maybe that's something to consider to the Dodgers next season no guarantee Kershaw comes back no guarantee Julio Arias comes back no guarantee that Shohei Otani signs with the Dodgers. Yeah. And yeah, next season, you're not looking yeah. at a 40-year-old Max Scherzer. And what i tell you before the season that I was calling that rotation for the Mets, the ace-ace RP with Justin Verlander and <laughs> Max Scherzer. But still, I think it would be the ultimate indicator that the Dodgers are all in on this season, that they've seen enough from this veteran-laden group right at the top. And I think we talk about three all-stars Three all-stars, all from the lineup, and a team that is not even in first place. That tells me that their lineup is good, their pitching is bad for the most part. So, yeah, I just think it's interesting, and I think that what's really changed it for me is that Steve Cohen is willing to leverage his spending capacity to bolster the prospect pipeline. The Dodgers have the prospects. They have the money. There are not many teams out there yeah. that could compete with the Dodgers. I do think it'd be interesting considering their history and some of the comments that Max Scherzer made after he signed with the Mets about how the Dodgers handled him. But also, too, I think you look back, it could be a seamless fit as long as you don't touch the guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, they and they know they know the the Max Scherzer one on one, you know, don't 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 literally don't touch him if he's if he's yeah, pitching exactly. you know don't uh dave roberts like cupped it on the dugout <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah D- dave roberts gets in there he he's a he's a cheat grabber for sure but I like the move. I'm interested in seeing what the next uh, the next month. Well, obviously, I'm interested in seeing what the next. I'm excited for uh, what the next month of baseball is going to look like for for all these teams. Because as long as I, he I cheat think again, it's by the, the way, way. I think, I think no sticky show. stuff. Okay, no sticky stuff. <laughs> like
2: he cheated before, but no. Look, uh, anyway. Chase Raid's still there. The velo still kind of where it no, was it in his career. No, it makes sense in
1: every in every aspect. And yeah, you bring up you bring up the Julio, you bring up the the Kershaw. You don't know what Dustin May's future is going to be like in the rotation. You don't know if you, maybe you need to include a Tony Gonsolin in a Max Scherzer trade oh, to give them... I will drive, the airport. <laughs> drive them there for it. Drive him across, the, across this, the, the country to make it happen. But With the Dodgers. they Because won- I'm terrified also to, to imagine a rotation of just Bobby Miller and Tony Gonsolin and uh, 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 Emmett Sheehan or whatever next year. You Lots know? of potential, yeah. but there's still lottery tickets. There's anyway. still no guarantees. But Scherzer in
2: his time with the Dodgers in a one-night ERA in 11 starts, yeah, was 68 in the third inning, a .82 whip, so one Probably should have won that,
1: that Cy Young. but
3: Fell apart a little at the end, but yeah. That,
1: that, that's neither here nor there. Cody, did you say you have something before we move on?
3: Yeah, we have a few comments. Justin Lama said, thank you, Doug. Max are every single day, so he definitely agree with you. You're
2: welcome, Justin.
3: Emar said, LOL on Scherz. And then uh <laughs> Darren Shepard, to get back to what you guys were talking about with Kershaw, mm-hmm. they said, Kersh should never pitch at Coors. His injuries always seem to follow a start there. Interesting. That, yeah. Yeah. Injuries, and or then,
1: or or his ERA
3: gets injured. We have a lot of you know people saying pass on dead arm, Mad Max. Uh, there I are figured. a lot of people wanting um, Joe Kelly and Rich Hill back on the back <laughs> on the mountain. So you know.
2: I don't care if Rich had like a forty ERA, I would still want him back. Okay, I love me some Rich Hill. Love me some Dick
1: Mountain, Richard Mountain. If you're Oops. nasty. All right, let's uh let's move on, and then we'll get the heck out of here. Who's hot? Who's not? We're gonna make this a uh, uh, hopefully a quicker, tighter segment uh who's hot it's pretty easy we kind of talked about him earlier you got to talk about just dingers jd
2: martinez 19 home runs 55 rbis 319 isolated power and that's a really great measure of raw power and slugging minus batting average this year, it's at 319. That's second in all of Major League Baseball behind Shohei Otani. Not second for DHs, second in all of Major League Baseball behind Shohei Gotani. Okay, a 136 weight runs created plus in 64 games, 274 plate appearances. He's been fantastic this season. 19 home runs in 274 plate appearances. Last year, he had 16 home runs in 596 plate appearances. He had a little slump lately, too. I don't think people realize this, that he was slumping. I mean, the last two weeks has a batting average of 241. But, yeah, he's been a monster for the Dodgers, Clint.
1: Yeah, one of the, one of the better sightings in, in all, of, uh, all of baseball this past offseason, uh, Julio Daniel. Do you give RVS and Mookie some commission for that? He's been the steal <laughs> of the offseason. I mean, if you're giving them commission, you got to give commission to Freddie Freeman for this next guy. Because Jay Hay, Jay Hay has, has been absolutely uh, incredible for the Dodgers uh, since mid-April realistically uh he's been kind of the man but even if we're just looking at at may to this point uh you have a guy that's opsing over 800 he's he's getting on base he's playing really good defense wherever you you plug him in uh you know he's producing some power you, you got you got uh what 13 extra base hits over that stretch since the start of may and uh just a really really good veteran addition to to the clubhouse
2: yeah now i will say that i have fallen for Jason Hayward. I'm smitten by this guy. Absolutely. Sometimes those players come around where you just root for them on a level where you're like, "Okay, I just want to see this guy succeed because I think he's a good dude." I think to the core he's a good dude. He's been great for this clubhouse. One of the more popular guys on the team, a guy that voice resonates with his teammates. And yeah, you're talking about a guy that's on a minor league deal, a minor league deal has totally resurrected his career with the Dodgers. We saw him at that party where he was making fun of my Christmas sweater, and he told me to take it off so I could hit some more dingers. And that day, I'm like, wait a minute, Jason Hayward is here, and we're talking about guys aren't even close to working out, and he's putting in work. And I asked him, I said,
1: hey. It was November?
2: It was like November. (laughs) I I guess it was December, but anyways. I was like, hey, Dodger Blue is better than Cubs Blue. He's like, I like the simplicity. It looks real nice. So that tells me he likes it in Dodger Blue. I love the fact that he's around Freddie Freeman. I mean, I asked Freddie about... The road trip question: Which of your two teammates would you want on a road trip? And he said that Jason Hayward has been his best friend for 17 yeah. years. And of course, Hayward said the same thing back. So these guys are like buddy did cop you, movie uh, status. Did
1: you watch the uh, the backstage Dodgers about uh, about? Yeah, them? yeah, of course. Yeah, that was really good. You know, I I think I miss a backstage. <laughs> <laughs> that Doug doesn't sleep. He never. He, you know, he's never worn a man to sleep mask. That's for sure. Because sleeping is for the weak. You could be, you could be bringing in 1994 NBA Finals uh, footage at that point, right there. Okay, but you. you know, I, I thought the whole f- best friend thing was slightly embellished. But watching that, I was like, oh. <laughs>
0: their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home.
1: Pretty legit.
2: Like I, th- I this too. is for
1: real, for real. Like these I boys too, like, love each other.
2: I agree with you, Clan. By the way, if I had your quality bed, I'd probably sleep more. I know you got like the top-of-line the line bed you've had, so I definitely yes, uh, we catch some sleep more Z's for I got that.
1: The, the two with the two sides that do the thing i you, I got, I, got like, I have like a cot. I have a cot <laughs> in a Ninja Turtle sleeping bag. I mean, another closer like way you this. have. You know, buddy. Hey, hey, I know you're sleeping in, you're sleeping in that uh, Tesla in the parking lot just in case they sign anybody. So you can facts. But, you know, the video facts. did pretty good. I want to give uh, uh, just also an honorable mention, David Peralta, because those are the three best uh, um, Andrew Friedman signings of the offseason. That's J D. That's Jay Hay, and that's uh, D P. David Peralta. Uh, news, news to. Um, News to Cody on the uh, what DP means, but hey, Peralta, since what? the start of May, 331 with an 878 OPS. That's insane, dude. Like, he is locking it down and left and and keeping the line moving. You almost wonder at this point, and you, there's nowhere to move him up higher, but you you wonder about moving him up higher into a run production spot, but you you don't move him unless you flip him and Max, which maybe makes a lot of sense. But right now, let him be. Let him keep doing this thing. But we weren't going to dive into Peralta too much. we got to talk about the who's not. And, you know, it's it's a tough situation, and nobody wants to uh, – fans want to talk about it, but nobody in the media wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to address it. But our Austin Barnes um, is – he is a different uh, world of bad right now. And uh, he's really good at his job when it comes to, to you know, catching – game calling um setting everything up because it's not just for him and his games it's for him it's for will like he's essentially a coach that that plays every once in a while but austin barnes was he hitting like w- under 100 now right still
2: yeah austin barnes has had a rough year i mean nine hits nine hits for austin barnes mm. so far this season and this is a guy who actually was looking pretty good in the world baseball classic you're probably yep. saying to yourself okay this guy's going to have a solid season and you know what he brings defensively, but 9 for 89 this season, hmm. hitting 101, a minus hmm. 10 OPS plus. This is a guy who was a negative 1.2 war. So, Clint, if we finish the season and the Dodgers finish one game behind the Arizona Diamondbacks, you could blame Austin Barnes possibly. <laughs> That's how bad he's been. But yeah, I mean, I'm not like a guy who just wants to flame players or criticize players. I mean, I think statistically, it's not something to debate. I mean, it is factual that he has been one of the worst hitters in all of Major League Baseball. And at some point, you wonder, what is the upgrade look like? Is there someone else out there? We know Hunter Fiducia. We know the success. He had a four-hit game. I don't know if that's the answer. I think, for me, the big question I have, though, is the fact that you have J.D. Martinez, who we just talked about the fact that he's at the DH spot, right? If that yeah. DH spot was freed up, and maybe you could say to yourself, okay, we're going to Will Smith some more reps at the DH spot, and you can bring in an experienced catcher that you could trust that could give you a little more at the plate. Maybe you consider going that route but I think at this point, as bad as he's been, I mean, and this guy couldn't hit a piano, a pinata, even if he wasn't blindfolded, right? That's how much he struggled. But still, I think you just <laughs> have to bank on the fact that he is going to find a way to just be serviceable. I mean, last night, base load a couple times. You're hoping that maybe he walks, maybe he gets plunked or something. I mean, it's just not a lot of contact that says that, hey, there's hard contact that leads you to believe he's going to get out of this. So, yeah, definitely is something that's a concern. But do you, you know, think that uh, a question for you is, I've, for you is, Do you think that what he does defensively, the way he commands pitching staffs, do you think that that is good
1: enough to justify him at the plate? I would say a couple years ago, yeah, at this point, less so, uh, because Will has come into his own as a game caller, as a receiver, all that kind of stuff. Uh, In in 2020, I don't think the Dodgers win that World Series if it were not for Austin Barnes. He kind of took over behind the plate as Will sort of settled into a DH role. Um, that proved to be a massive difference maker. Uh, you know, I, you think back to bases loaded, nobody out situation for Walker Bueller uh, against Atlanta, and him, them navigating through that situation. He put it all on Austin. He's like, give him all the credit. The only reason I survived that is because of Austin Barnes. Um, but again, now it's different. Now Will is is he's a man. He's a he's a big time man. You know, he is the man. And you don't necessarily need that role uh, for Austin anymore, so uh, uh, it's it's tough, man. They won't they won't move off of him. They won't. They I agree probably 100%. should in this situation, but um, but Clint, who was the last
2: catcher that was the fan favorite? That was the beloved catcher, Kershaw's best friend. That was the
1: Kershaw favorite, AJ uh, Ellis. Yeah, I know. I want I want you to riff on it because I have some thoughts as well. But well, look, we've seen this team move off of a fan favorite and yeah aj ellis didn't have a world series championship with the team under his belt as where austin does uh aj was also what 36 37 at the at that time maybe not that old um austin's 33 but um we've seen them make that hard decision and you know uh, what's his name uh ruiz i can't remember his first name right now he he came in you know he hit a big time uh, playoff home run you know he was solid Kershaw was hurt. He cried about it, but I'm sure he'll move on. Uh, I don't. I don't. It's Ker- Austin Barnes. Yeah, he's he's not helping the Dodgers win too many games. But uh, to know that he's starting twice a week, it's it's such a fringe upgrade that's not going to make enough of a difference in October to where I'm okay keeping him around with how much he means to the pitching staff and and to the catching staff and the coaching staff, I think he's he's in a better position. He's in more of a position of power than uh, A.J. Ellis was.
2: Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I mean, A.J. Ellis, when they traded him to the Phillies, for Ruiz in the cash he had a 47 OPS plus at the time but like you said he was older also didn't have the postseason success that we saw Austin Barnes have and also too I think it's from a leadership standpoint Austin Barnes is one of the most respected guys on that team yeah. Mookie Betts literally said that he's the captain of the team so I don't anticipate them moving off him and also too you have the DH now you know the DH when it was AJ Ellis now you have a DH in JD Martinez so offensively is he your big problem is he your big issue not necessarily. I think it's other guys like we'll talk about next, Miguel Vargas. Yeah. Some again, of the other a couple guys.
1: of Miguel's not really doing the job to help offset the Austin Barnes. But Austin Barnes, you keep it's it's okay. There's yeah, are there upgrades in the organization already? A hundred percent. But that's not the route to go. Plus, again, he he's the captain. He is a he is a clubhouse glue. That's that's uh, that's something you can't trade, but and also with all these young pitchers too,
2: helping these young pitchers, I think you absolutely keep and you just yeah. hope that he can turn things around. But keep Austin Barnes. I have to ask you, Clint, can what? you give him the Clint cure? I mean, this would be one of your biggest No, Clint. no, no not no, eligible. He's, he's
1: beyond help, man. This is terminal. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. definitely terminal. But you're a doctor, not a when, when you when you have Austin Barnes in the lineup that also features uh, Miguel Rojas and you know a couple months ago Trace Thompson and miguel vargas all right it is time to talk about miguel vargas because dude is hitting under 200 uh yeah he had the triple last night it's it's a coors field triple hits don't mean anything unless they come from uh from from jd martinez but uh he's finishing up a, a really bad month of june hit a buck forty nine. I'm not seeing any signs of him coming out of it. If anything, I'm seeing a, a dude get uh worse and worse mentally as the struggles continued uh continue. You've been you've been all aboard the Miguel Vargas train. You've been trying to sell me on him all season. You've been trying to sell people on him all season. Uh I don't want to get on your train, sir. But um at this point, you got to have you got to have a, a fair amount of concerns about this guy
2: look i mean last night that was nice to see him get that triple i think it was two for his last 43 but the results have not been there vargas has struggled there's no question about it the hard contact isn't there like we saw when he made his debut last season even though the numbers weren't great There were some signs that said, hey, this guy's hitting the ball hard enough over 89 miles per hour. But, yeah, in the month of June, a 54 weighted runs created plus hitting 149. The production just is not there. So as far as am I going to sell my stock, I'm not going to sell my stock. Because I think when you're going to sell your stock, you have to ask yourself some questions. And I think I'm looking at the investment timeline. My timeline for Miguel Vargas is, five ten years i think he can be a core (laughs) member but also too another reason why you should sell your stock is short-term concerns and i have some short-term concerns about my return on investment of him and i think that he would be better served if you send him down get his swing right find a way for him to just get that rhythm and the confidence back because i think there's a lack of aggression at the plate at times i think you're seeing him spit on certain pitches for no reason whatsoever they're not asking him to be an on-base machine they want him to do damage from the side they want to be a guy that can get you doubles and go gap to gap so Yes, he has definitely been better than some other options. But another reason why you sell a stock is you found something better. Now, have you found something better in Michael Bush? Because Bush is 9 for 45, hitting 200. He's also 25. So 23 versus 25. Miguel Vargas is the younger prospect. He's the prospect that from a swing, from a bat-to-ball perspective, I think he has a higher upside. The only question is... At what point is it time to put the kids to bed and let the adults go to work? Because you have a lot of veterans on this team, and this is a team that's going to be around for one year. Let me I cannot stress that enough. I cannot overstate that enough. Hayward and J.D. Martinez, yeah. Freddie and Mookie. This group, this is a one-year last dance, whatever you want to call it, type team. And if they are fully confident that this team has enough pieces to make a run for the postseason, I think one thing you consider doing is you trade for an outfielder. I really like Adam Duvall on the Boston Red Sox, on a one-year $7 million deal. He's raking against lefties this season, can provide some pop. You throw him in the outfield, and I think Mookie Betts continues to improve in the infield. I think your yeah. second or third base, Miguel Rojas, his offense continues to climb, hitting over two fifty this month. So I think at this point, if you're going to address the infield as far as getting more production, more consistent production, I think moving Mookie in and finding another outfielder, because you have David Peralta, who, like you said, has yeah. come around. He's been one of the best hitters this team has had ops close to a thousand this month james albin he's shown some signs of life jason hayward he isn't going anywhere chris taylor he is going to be returning so i think you can add a bat to the outfield whereas tim anderson i'm selling my stock on ta right now man (laughs) my man forgot how to hit
1: yeah he forgot how to baseball yeah he's done
2: okay (laughs) so yeah i think that's something you could consider doing until you can have the confidence that vargas is going to figure things out
1: so i i uh i would Asked this question aloud in an article earlier this week. What do you do uh, on DodgersNation.com? Go check it out. It's a website. It's how we, uh, it's how we keep the lights on around here. Um, what do you do about this? Uh, what what can the Dodgers do about Miguel Vargas? And they can keep running him out there. That seems to be the situation. Yeah, that's probably a no. If we're looking on the roster, yeah, you go the Mookie, or on the active roster, you go the Mookie route, and, and you free up the outfield for, for Peralta and Hayward the whole time. But you also still have hit-and-miss, James Outman. So you, you don't move your gold glove right fielder to second base permanently. I just they, I don't see that happening. Was it, would it be better for the team? Yeah, they're not going to go that route, though. There are also a few dudes, and I know it's an unpopular angle. Like Michael Bush, no. Well, He hasn't proven anything. You don't just hand the keys to another guy, like you're saying, who isn't really proving himself or whatever. You can give him an opportunity, but there's a couple of guys down at AAA that are just there, and they're doing well. Uh, Jemai Jones. Uh, who has a little bit of, of uh big league experience uh, in 2020 and 2021. He's been doing well. He's uh, I think he's second on the team. Uh, when I last look, he's hitting almost uh, he has an OPS, almost a thousand. He's got 30 extra base hits. Um, he's got some pop. He's he's playing well. Yeah. Is it is it the sexiest move to go uh, bring up this kind of minor league journeyman? No, but if he's playing better than the 199 hitting Miguel Vargas, it's something worth trying uh, before going into you know trade deadline time. There's also a guy we've heard about for a long time, and I know it's not a, po- a popular one at all, but it's an option and he's played some second base. Devin Mann, who's leading the team, uh, the AAA team at OPS, he's got some pop, he's, he, he's 26, so he's on the older side of, of being a prospect uh but he's still producing and Dave Roberts talks about like this is a produ- you know if if you can hit if you can produce you know it's a it's a production driven sport you're going to get an opportunity and these guys are just kind of you know wasting away down there at triple a so if you want to try something different and give miguel vargas a mental reset cuz i'm not saying you th- you throw him away um just give him a mental reset give him a month back down to triple a get his swing back get the mentals right and maybe if you don't make a move at the deadline maybe he's hitting well again by the time august rolls around but you have a couple of guys that are just there that that's that's free money that's that's um that's house money right there if you want to go and try a jones even if you want to give bush a little bit more time or if you want to go the devin man route
2: yeah, I think on a lot of franchises that make a lot of sense. And yeah, going back to Mookie, I don't think it would ever be a permanent move. Yeah. But I think that if you trade for another outfielder, you could see him getting more infield reps. I mean, defensively, he's the guy that's one of the best defensive right fielders in the game. Also, he loves to play the infield. So I think just continuing to mix it up for him, you can find ways to get some production. As far as the guys that are down there, man, yeah, there's definitely some guys out there that could possibly produce but we've also seen too that's a process you got to bring them up you got to have them go through their ups and downs they're going to have their eventual slumps and at this point yeah. of the season I think you would have already done that if you truly believe there was anyone down there I mean look what Emmett Sheehan everyone was surprised that he was the guy they brought up and he was the guy that's had success well that's because the organization knows their players better than anyone and they realized that he was the guy they had the best chance to have that success so this is a veteran group This is a team that wants to win a world series I don't think you put all your hope and your cures on a prospect I mean I was DMing with someone from baseball America, and I straight up asked him, I said, what percentage of prospects in your opinion do you think work out? And he said, probably like 25% yeah 25 percent. so i have a one in four chance of a guy coming up and helping this team that has one more year to win with this championship group in this window as far as the guys they brought in so i still think you gotta go out there you gotta get a veteran how about candelario of the nationals he could be yeah. traded there. he's a third baseman he's an unrestricted free agent after this season
1: there there, there are some we options a second. absolutely some trade options there but you need more it's coming they, this week if they're doing if they're doing uh get an infielder i think they're getting an outfielder. But that's for another day we'll talk about that on monday we'll talk about more trade stuff and i'm sure hey this is it's just july it's doug's time to eat so you're going to see a lot of uh, uh trade talk we're going to see a lot of dugouts dropping from my boy DMac. it's the part of the show i hate
2: it's about to end
3: isn't it
1: it is about to end damn. because we're over an hour it's l- people it's lunchtime for folks remember this is early but i know before we get out of here cody you got something for me
3: why not end the stream on a super chat Brandomino? Brandomino Oh, Brandomino, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Bra- <laughs> Brandomino, oh, 99 Brandomino yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Or 99 uh, says Vargas Brandomino? Uh, I'm going Brandomino, 99 Brandomino, 99 says Vargas has as many hits as he did in spring, LOL
1: Oof And he couldn't swing for most of spring
3: <laughs> But shout out to you for the super chat, my friend hey let's uh let's let these boys
1: go out and get right in uh kansas city what do you got three game series give me the predictions real Break quick out the brooms Break you're the going brooms. sweep what do you got
3: well Phil? Baby, three now
1: <laughs> two and one dodgers uh dodgers <laughs> take the series because I, I, I gotta be uh julio's coming back saturday that's gonna be nice i just said so, sweep i
2: didn't say who was gonna sweep
1: this is fair <laughs> Oh, guys thanks for hanging out with us we appreciate you uh popping in on a random start time for blue heaven uh we will be back to a more normal time on monday so join us then find us on the internet dodgersnation.com please go there subscribe to our newsletter uh gets all the info right in your mailbox every day so you can catch up on what happened with your dodgers the night before uh our, our podcast here blue heaven all of our content is also available in audio form so check that out uh search blue heaven podcast and all of your uh your audio platforms and you'll find us there subscribe to our youtube channel please that would mean a whole bunch to us that is youtube.com slash nation tv hit the bell leave a like leave a comment on every video everything you see ever you see doug's face just like it 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 helps us out uh more than you could believe um i'm real frg on twitter and instagram that guy's dmac underscore la on the twitter and instagram uh that guy is cody he's got a twitter i always forget it uh, do you care about giving it's
3: it's at k x d y l u u more followers than that. jesus <laughs> there it is they haven't heard that one in a while yeah.
1: thank you for the comments thank you for uh the questions thank you so much for the super chats hanging out with us have a safe weekend and we will see you on monday bye <laughs>
0: stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home home. home.
3: you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel